Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Breathe and Receive podcast. I am so excited for today's guest. As you've seen, in the past few weeks, I've had some clients come on the show, and we have little client coffee dates and chat about lessons they've learned and the things they're doing in the world today. But for today's episode, I decided to bring on one of my mentors. Her name is Felicia Gualda, and this woman is pure magic. In her essence, Felicia is an initiator of transformation, intent on fully integrating body, soul, and spirit. She takes a radical stand for all beings awakening to their true nature and authentically living their truth into the world. Her chosen offering for this earth mission is energetic mentorship, and through a devoted exploration of human experience, she artfully weaves together the worlds of attachment system repair, advanced energy healing, somatic coaching, business and wealth energetics, and spiritual development to optimize human potential through purpose and conscious reality creation. I mean, come on guys, you know this is my jam. (laughs) She has an innate gift for creating safe and supportive environments for clients to feel seen and understood. And her approach is rooted in the principle of direct experience, where she intuitively guides people into connection with their own inner sense of knowing, body intelligence, and intimacy with the present moment. We have so much fun in this conversation, and it is very ethereal and expanded and magical. And we talk about true, effortless manifestation and healing and liberating suffering that comes when we learn how to rest in these expanded states of awareness and connect with something greater, either on our own or with another person and so much more. So I am so excited for you to listen to this episode and we will get right to it. Enjoy. Welcome to the Breathe and Receive podcast. My name is Alicia McNeil, and I am here to help you manifest and enjoy the life, relationships, and business of your dreams. I believe that each one of us is uniquely designed, and as we become more aligned with the truth of who we are, life becomes much easier, and we get to simply sit back, breathe, and receive all that life has to offer to us. I hope you enjoy this episode and that it brings some entertainment, laughter, and transformation to your day. If it does, it would mean the world to me that you share it with a friend or tag me on social media. Now let's get to the show. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Breathe and Receive podcast. I am interviewing an incredible woman today. Her name is Felicia, and I was led to her, I think, through a past mentor that I worked with, Andrew, and he's actually coming on the show in a few weeks. And Felicia, I, I I tuned into her a couple of times on YouTube and then listening to podcasts. And I was like searching for more ways that I can learn from her and be in her energy. And earlier this year, I hit a very challenging time in my life. And I remember that I was just crying and crying and crying for like a week. And 
everything in me was telling me to get support and to reach out to someone. And for some reason, even though I've never spoken to Felicia, I was like, Felicia is the woman that I'm meant to be supported by right now. And I reached out, we booked a session in within a few days. Whoa, there are birds landing on the roof and that's never happened when I'm sitting here. I feel like that's a sign that this is going to be a really cool conversation. (laughs) Um, And when I was working with Felicia, she just blew me away with how doing a session with her created so much well-being within my body. And she really focuses a lot on creating that well-being within us and energy healing and all of that. So we're going to have a conversation with Felicia today, and I'm sure she's going to share some really incredible codes and wisdom with you. So welcome, Felicia. Thank you so much. That was such a beautiful introduction. And I just want to say that I'm so excited to be doing this with you here today. I feel like there's so many different directions we can go. And so I'm so curious to see what it is that comes together in this alchemy and what comes through and also in response to whoever is going to be listening to this in the future. Cause I feel like so much of how these conversations articulate and orchestrate are actually dependent on the energy of the audience too. So while this isn't necessarily live, um, there's this element of everyone who will listen is contributing in some way. So I don't know why, but I'm feeling called in this moment just to offer. Um, if if you're hearing this and you feel an intention that's arising in you, that would be like um, for the people who are listening to this, that's like, oh, I wonder, like I have this inkling in me or I have this curiosity or I have this thing in my life that's alive. And I wonder what would happen if they spoke to it. Maybe just plant a seed in this beautiful field shared of intention that we're all connected to this, this beautiful unified field of awareness and energy and, uh, and see what you get back from it. <laughs> Gosh, I just, do you guys hear how she talks? I love you. <laughs> I love that. So if we do speak to your intention today, shoot us a message and we can hear the magic of this conversation touching you before, you know, you even hear it. Felicia, I would love to hear from you if you're open to sharing with me. I realize that I don't really know how you got into this work and how you became this like incredible energy healer. Could you share a little bit of your past life and who you were earlier? It's so funny when you say past life, my mind automatically goes multidimensional. <laughs> and it's like, wait, do you want to know about 10 years ago? Do you want to know about 10 lifetimes ago? Do you want to know about where should we go? So I think let's stay with this lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sort of laughing at myself because I feel like in my life it's become such normal like such a normal thing to point to a different lifetime, you know, <laughs> inclusive totally. one too, but the impact from this, you know, multidimensional universe that we live in. Um, but yes, I will hone it in. <laughs> on this. Um, okay. What do I want to share? So for me, there was never this distinct calling that I could really directly connect to um, just as I was growing up and then coming into my adult life and looking at what I wanted to do with my life that was saying, oh, I want to, 
I want to support people. I want to be a healer. I want to be a coach. That actually wasn't fully front and center. I feel like there was there was too much um, blocking that, I guess, that was so centered around survival. And so that sort of took the front seat for a really long time. I will say that underneath that, there was always this sort of spark of interest or this, this impulse to get to know what else there is to this life that is beyond what we see just in front of our eyes. And, and I, I couldn't put words to it, but I always knew, I knew there was something else and I wanted to tap into that. Um, but the, the small windows that I'd gotten into that world was like, oh, you need to go to India or you need to, um, have a guru or, um, it, I, it didn't feel close to me. It didn't feel resonant at all. It felt so outside of me and something that I didn't even know how to tap into. I didn't even know what I was looking for exactly other than a feeling that I had. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of in the background for a long time. And I just live my life by sort of everybody else's standards and rules and um, trying to do my best to (laughs) figure life out. And it feels like that worked for a while. And it eventually led me to a place where I couldn't not confront all of the areas of my life that I was so distraught and unhappy in and feeling just incomplete behind, not enough. All of these things that a lot of us, I feel like, deal with at some point in our life. And so many of those um, issues stacked (laughs) that uh, I couldn't, I just couldn't ignore it anymore. Like there's so many different areas of life that were not working that something happened where instead of having my, um, my sense of awareness and direction pointed outward at like, what job can I get next? How can I make more money so that I'm not constantly feeling in lack? Where is the relationship? Where do I need to like look to get into a relationship with somebody who is not going to be a mirror of all the relationships that I've had in the past? Um, So that's where I was looking, like really outside of myself of how do I fix my circumstances? And when that changed is like when I did that enough that I kept repeating the same patterns, even though it'd be a new job, a new person, a new, like anything, the same feeling would stay. Mm. And so I tried something different. And instead I was like, I'm going to throw all of that out. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I really, I don't know. I sort of threw my hands up in the air and there was, I didn't know it at the time, but that's probably one of the best things that you can do because it, not to stay in that necessarily and, and become complacent and not take any action, but it was a necessary shift that I needed in my consciousness and my awareness that actually allowed me to be available, to be guided, and for the information I actually needed to land in my body and my awareness and my being. And, and so when I, I did that, I sort of just said, I don't know. I don't know anymore. The thing that dropped in was like, okay, here's what I actually do know. I would like to have people surrounding me, like community, friendships, where um, there there's more of a likeness to the things that really excite me in life. Like I would like people around me who enjoy being in nature, who like to be active, who um, who inspire me, who've uh, really connected to a sense of purpose in life, and they can mirror that to me, so I can see like the lived experience of that. And I learned so much through uh, 
perceiving other people's experiences. It helps me also to connect to what lives deep within inside me and my own connection to something greater. And so that's what I knew to look for. And so I just sort of set an intention, not even knowing what intentions were at the time. And about a week or two later, it was, it was just the wildest thing. I ended up meeting uh, several people who invited, oh, and I, I forgot to share this earlier. I was like, I can't remember if I did or not, but I wanted people around me who like to go like hiking and things like that and not necessarily needing um, their sense of fun to also be woven with escapism, right? Or um, different um, behaviors or experiences that are like momentary, short-lasted, uh, yeah, escapist. Totally. Fun. I think you understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, like going out and like partying, like things like that. Yeah, and and not to um, make that a negative thing, but I think for me is I could feel where that also lived in me and I was ready for something different because I could right. see that it wasn't supporting where I wanted to go anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, about a week or two later, I met people who were like, hey, do you want to come join my hike club? <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? Oh, this is how it works. Because I stopped. I stopped trying everything that I was trying. Like I was just feeling like time and space with just tasks that were fueled by a sense of lack or incompletion, not realizing that I was actually perpetuating the same life that I was living by staying in that energy. And so something just clicked and I started hanging out with this whole new group of people and they started talking about spirituality and consciousness and awakening. And I was like, oh my God, you're putting words to everything that I've known. Um, And it was just incredible. And these people were, you know, they're not like they were my age. They had like similar lifestyles to me. They were most of them were entrepreneurs they had their own businesses and so it just it opened up my whole world and it set me on the path that I think I had always known I was I was meant for so that's sort of the longer version of how I started getting into all of this work um from that place um what else do I want to share yes okay so let's get into the magic too (laughs) Well, it sounds like you were, you started manifesting before you even knew what manifestation was. Yeah, I had no idea. I fell into it. (laughs) And I feel like that's been my journey too, is I've had a direct experience. And then in the aftermath, there's been a map that has um, helped sort of illuminate what I had experienced. And it's Mm -hmm. because of those two things coming together that I feel like has been of so much benefit, especially in the way I'm able to support others, because I understand that you need both. You have to have the direct experience and then the map can be supportive to actually stabilize that uh, living from that experience continually. So in that case, it was like, oh, I just, I intuitively had a realization around intentions, the power of intentions. Then I found out later, like, oh, here's how you can use intentions intentionally (laughs) to create the reality you want. And so I was able to keep using what I'd already experienced in a very, in a more structured way also. So um, we can start in either direction too. You can start from a direct experience 
and then start to learn more about it to understand what actually happened to you and then keep replicating it until it becomes the natural way. Uh, or you can get a teaching or a map or a pointing and start to use it to understand yourself better, your constitution, your character structures, your patterning, your developmental needs that maybe got skipped. These are all maps, your um, different awakened states of consciousness, um, all of these things. So you can start from the structural conceptual understanding, but then you use them as a reflective tool to look back at yourself so you can you can know what that feels like to be in the experience. So it works both directions, which I love. It sounds like, like I'm getting this image when you talk of, we have all of these maps and all of these books and all of these teachings, but the teachings at one point, they came from something, right? And what I'm hearing you say is before you even logically knew what manifestation was or the power of intention, it was like the universe or source was moving through you and teaching you before you ever read it in a book or heard it on a podcast or anything like that. So that, that brings me to the question of like, I know what I believe here, but I'm curious your perspective. Do you believe that each person has like this, um, way that their soul or spirit wants their life to play out? And there's this like universe that, that will guide us to, that life? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is such a good question. (laughs) So I'll just, I'll give you my experience and what I've also found to show up in a similar way in many people that I've witnessed along this path. Um, To me, it's like there are different vantage points that we can view life from or different perspectives. So we can view the way that our reality is unfolding from our personality or more of like our our human self, which is in big part constructed from the experience that we've had when we were younger and also um, like adaptive strategies that have helped us survive. Um, And then there's also these characteristics that we might call like gifts or things that come through our soul that really uh, it's like it's the essence that people feel from us. Right. Mm -hmm. That's it's that aspect that doesn't change, even though we might grow as humans and our personality might evolve as we heal a lot of the wounds from our past. Um, there's there's that spark that just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So we're able to be perceived in more of the entirety of who and what we are. And personality is included in that. So to me, the more we heal our human selves, which also includes in healing these um, these primal bodies that we have, these minds, these heart centers, these um, yeah, these physical bodies, the more our soul or our soul stream can come through and embody and be the one that is really guiding this life experience in partnership, in collaboration with our human personalities, because we're not necessarily trying to transcend humanness, mm-hmm. right? We can, we can have these profound and really beautiful awakening experiences and no soul 
But then to be able to take that into human life, in our relationships, in our businesses, in our finances, in our health, in our play, in our expression, we need the human aspect as well. So it feels like there's, there's a bothness, there's a soul guiding, and there's also a human guiding. And when they come together, we can live very fully. And I will say that when the emphasis or the dial is sort of turned more towards, more towards soul, there's also um, a remembrance that we're living in this interconnected field that we're not separate from or isolated from this harmonious, interconnected, emergent, unfolding that is life, that we are participating in, and we are also the whole of it all at the same time. And so personality, human, is included in that whole. And so from that place, yes, absolutely, we're, we're guided because we, as soul and this whole unified field, we are the ones guiding and at the same time, we're the human being receiving that guidance. So it sounded, it's kind of a strange thing to say, but as your perspective or your vantage point shifts and we start resting in these expansive states of awareness where it fe- we feel the direct experience of being in that interconnected field, then um, it, I, it's almost like even the word guidance stops starts to drop away. If we're resting, if the dials turn more towards our personality, we might use the word guidance, like we're receiving guidance. Mm. But if the dials turn more towards resting as this whole unified field of experience, then it will just, to me, it feels more like uh, there's an arising that's in response to whatever intention has been seated in the field. There's an arriving, there's arriving, there's a happening there's an unfolding, there's this like living fully and entirely from the present moment where it's like life is happening through you and it's happening in a way that's in alignment to your highest good and to the highest good of all of those around you, especially if you're embodied, you're feeling safe on this planet, you're connected to the heart. Um, Yeah, it just gets to be this really beautiful experience. And that's probably the most abstract way that I could answer this question. (laughs) So just let me know if you want to get more specific. Well, I love everything you just shared. And the word that came to me was embodied when you were talking about how shifting from personality to soul, it sounds like it's really this embodying more and more of the soul that's connected to the unified field. So if someone's listening and they're thinking, maybe they have the tingles and they're like, this sounds really for me. It sounds like my next journey and my next step. Do you have any like tangible things that they could practice or they could start doing? Because what I found in my own life is there's so many distractions and, um, there's so many practices online, you know, meditate this way, do this, do that. So do you have anything that you would recommend for people who want to go down this, this path? Mm. Well, I would say the first thing is get really clear on what your intention is. Mm. So, and it doesn't have to be like, oh, I heard something and something sparked and I want to use this information to, um, like achieve this, this, and this in my life. It can be that. Um, but I would say like, just get really clear. Like why is something sparking for you? Is it, do you want to know yourself better? 
Do you want to be in your authentic expression? Do you want to live from your truth? Do you want to connect to your purpose and live that into the world? What is it? What is what is the thing that is sparking your wanting to have a tangible practice? So that would be the first step is like get clear on your intention and frame it in the positive. And that's not to say we're discounting any um, um, like tumultuous or emotional experience that might arise in response to you actually naming this intention as in the, in the positive. Does that make sense? Like, uh, like what you're stepping into or what you're calling in or what you're envisioning you're living from rather than what you're trying to heal from. That's what I mean by the positive. Um, yeah. So I would get so clear on that, like write it down, say it out loud. If you can even be witnessed in it, like ask somebody to, stand in front of you and say, Hey, I don't want any advice. I don't want any direction. I actually, uh, do feel resourced enough in this moment to just be present in front of me and just to like, listen, so I can feel what I'm stepping into being received. And then just say it out loud to them. Like I am in my authentic self. I am becoming my authentic self. If that the first one feels a little too inaccessible or wobbly, you can say, I am becoming. And so you can start to use language in a way that's very intentional and um, can begin to unlock a door, kind of like what happened for me when I when I set that initial intention around having um, a very supportive community. It it opens a door in this whole interconnected field of awareness and allows your body, your being to start becoming available for opportunities and for experiences to arise that will continue to guide you into the realization of that intention. So that would be the very first thing that I would do. (laughs) And then I just want to feel this for a moment. Mm -hmm. Because I think for me, it's like, when you ask this question, my mind automatically goes to like, what's the energetic piece and what's the structural practical piece because right. they they weave so closely together. So if you have the structural, you've got to have the energetic too. Or if you've had the energetic, you've got to have the structural too. Uh, well, you don't have to, but eventually you're going to need both. Right. <laughs> so they can be very powerful, but you bring them together and then you break through any limitations or ceilings that might've created a cap on them existing just individually So that would be the more practical piece, the intentional, and then doing the thing where you're saying out loud, you're claiming it for yourself, even if some parts of you don't believe it yet. Now you're starting to enact this energetic piece that is getting your, your energy field really in line with, um, the belief that it's possible. Um, so you're setting yourself up in that way too. And then let's see. I think the next step after that, because now you've created a, like you're starting to create a grid that is like the vehicle that attracts all experiences that will support the realization of what you're claiming. And so now it's to sort of begin expanding your um, awareness to be in a place of curiosity for what arises next. So what I mean by that is, Often we think if we have a vision or intention and then it's not happening or it's not happening or it's not happening, that it's not working or something's going wrong or you need to do more or you need to fix the intention or whatever it is. You need to create a new structure. Um, You need to have a different strategy to get there. And I would offer that 
if there is some resistance arising after you've gotten clear on your intention, that actually staying curious about that resistance, being with whatever emotions come up or tension in the body, uh, really getting to know it like it's just a friend that lives inside of you and you really want to understand the world of resistance or lack or tension, um, that would be the next step because it feels like to me, if we're getting so clear on what we, what we're calling in, then actually the, if, okay, how do I say this? Along the path in order to recognize what we are already in wholeness, we have to see what we're not. And so in response to the power of our intention, if you're suddenly met with resistance or feelings of doubt, good, let's bring it into the light. So they're not hiding in the subconscious and it's not about fighting what's there. It's about being with what is there. So it's just a natural part of this process is coming into uh, an intimate relationship with these parts of self that live in our internal world that are not sure about stepping into a new reality, because even though our conscious mind can say, of course, I don't want to feel bad. And I would like these things to happen in my life. There are parts of us that are frozen in time from our past. that are actually saying that's not a familiar place, even though I don't feel good right here. I know it's familiar and it's worked well enough to help you survive to this moment right here, right now. And so these parts of ourselves are these like we some some of us will call it like your inner children. Um, they don't respond well <laughs> to um, to being like disregarded, blamed, um, fought with, trying to convince them to go away or to convince these parts of ourselves not to exist. They'll actually kick their heels in and <laughs> want to stay even more. So the second step, if you will, is beginning to forge a relationship with these parts of self, the ones that actually feel like they may have been wreaking havoc on your life, the ones that have making been making you feel not good enough as you are in this moment or um, in lack in some sort of way as you are in this moment and start a conversation with them, like literally have a narrative um, and a way, a dialogue that you can interact with them, like talking to yourself essentially. And it, it sounds like a strange thing to say, but actually like coming into the self-reflective awareness, you're building this muscle of acceptance. And when we can come into acceptance with what's happening in our internal world and the here and the now, then that that is the medicine. That is the, the fuel that allows these grips or these blocks from realizing our intentions to dissolve and to come back into this recognition of the wholeness that we have always been. So when we're trying to like create a new reality or change our reality, we're not trying, we're not necessarily getting away from who we are in this moment. We're coming into greater acceptance of all of the parts of us that have run the show for so long, trying to protect us and survive in some even distorted ways <laughs> where we're coming into relationship with them. We're coming into acceptance of them so that they can realize that they were never actually separate from the entirety of your being. And then we can live from that space. And it's quite simple for realizations to come into the material or for um, manifestations to come into the material reality from there. 
and it will inform what actions we take too. So if we're coming into a space of acceptance, there's a, like an emotion or a trauma that's starting to dissolve from our body, especially if we're including this really somatic view, um, then I lost my train of thought on that. Um, <laughs> man, it was so good. What was I going to say? <laughs> the somatic um, body. Oh yeah. Okay. I remember. So we're going to, um, we're going to start choosing different actions naturally. Mm -hmm. And we're going to start attracting different situations because we'll be resonating in a different, in a different vibration, a different frequency. Mm -hmm. So it won't be so much of a struggle and an efforting of like, what do I need to do next? Who do I need to talk to next? What are the next, like, what is the exact thing that I follow? It's more like you can use these steps lightly to come into contact with your own guidance system. So now as you're resting in this sense, this greater sense of self, you're going to have natural and intuitive impulses to go talk to this person or that person, which will lead to the thing that you need, which will lead to the next thing that you need. And, and it's also starting to um, create a practice of being in the present moment where you're not getting so lost in this overwhelming view of like, oh my God, how do I realize this reality I want to step into uh, because it, it feels so far away or so overwhelming or so many things that would need to happen. And instead you're reeling it back into the here and now, which actually allows you to be in the step to step to step to step. And it really is just one step at a time. And suddenly you look back and you're like, holy shit, I go, how did I do all of that in this short period of time? And you start to see the contrast and the more you actually see the contrast of where your life was to where it is now, it builds more of a trust in really resting in the present moment, trusting that as you set your intentions and seed this field, that life organizes in response to that, that you're living in a benevolent universe that cares so deeply about you living into this intention um, that it, it, it starts to be like a new baseline of life where instead of living in the like, how do I fix this? How do I change this? It becomes much more natural to rest back into it's happening. And I take the next step and I take the next step. And when tension arises in my body or or if I find a, there's a belief system that feels sort of like eh, block or a block somewhere in your energy or the way that you're feeling, it, it's much easier to be like, oh, that's right. This is also in response to my intention because it's okay to look at this, to be with it, to be kind to myself. And now I can even take in beyond what my intention was and to be surprised by life. <laughs> so that's oh how my gosh. <laughs> I'm dropping mics over here. It's <laughs> incredible. I one One thing that you just said, that really stuck out to me was, <clears throat> oh, I want to quote you perfectly, but I didn't write it down. You said something along the lines of, in order to become who we really are, we need to see all the things that we are not. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talk a lot about manifestation on this podcast. And what I noticed a lot in my own manifesting, which I've gotten better at, but of course it's like, you know, the, the journey of a lifetime creating what we're creating in this life. And what I see a lot in others is we have this clear intention of what we want, but whenever 
things aren't going as easily as planned or perfectly as planned or challenges or roadblocks come up, fears. There's all of these different paths that we can take, like either trying to figure out all of the other ways to, to do it, hiring all of the different coaches, reading all of the books or giving up or switching our intentions. And what I really heard there was this pathway to this like effortless manifestation where it's like, this is what I'm intending and it's clear. And I live in this loving universe that I know wants to support me. And now I'm just noticing like all these different parts of me that are afraid or that are resisting or that don't fully believe that this is possible. And the thing that makes me want to go take action or change my intentions isn't necessarily divine guidance. It it could be these parts that I'm not, and they haven't awakened to the fact that they are one with the universe. Would you say that that's true? Yeah. I love your articulation too. I feel like (laughs) what you just did there too, is you're coming into self-reflective awareness. Mm. It's like you had your intention, right? You hit the roadblocks and rather than keeping your awareness pointed outward at like what to fix, change, redo all of that, which again, we're not discounting that because there is a place for strategy, right? There's a place for action. It's important. But what you did is you face back at the self and you're essentially asking what is fueling my action? So if there's a, a disconnect, then in that moment, the, the best possible thing that you can do for yourself is to pause the action and to investigate what parts are alive and what they actually need. Like, is there a reparative experience that they're looking for? Is that a relational experience? Does it require another person to be holding unconditional loving presence and acceptance for it to heal? Does it require... Um, a self to self practice where you're you're reflecting in some way you're journaling you're doing um I even hesitate to use the word meditation because there's so much stigma around that and um there's a field around it that uh, of like a frustration I think for a lot of people so totally it's like (laughs) my mind isn't quiet like meditation doesn't work I'm like that's kind of the point like our minds don't just shut off you're not broken I promise if you try to meditate and your mind doesn't go quiet you're not the only one (laughs) and it's it's okay it's actually it's more like a sitting practice so if you like um if you like experimenting with the self to self um practice and you create a sitting practice for yourself. And instead of making the goal to make the mind turn off, you can set the intention to actually get to know what parts of you are alive. So often when I sit down to meditate, I'm so like conditioned to meditate. I I, my mind is going and that's okay. So rather than making it wrong, it's getting real with what is authentically happening in the present moment because often what will happen is we'll sit down our mind will be running and we'll automatically be in a state of resistance to it and when we're in a state of resistance we're now like creating this perception of being separate from the divine or from our intuition or from these states of grounded uh restful well-being through our bodies and so and actually to 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 access these higher states of being or rather these more expansive states of being 
we get real with what's happening. So I might start by saying, oh, my my doer or my manager is very active right now. And she lives in my head. She lives in my like mental field of awareness. She's really good at tasking. <laughs> she's really good at telling me what I should be doing for the rest of the day. And she's really good at going over what just happened earlier in my day to try to construct what would be most supportive to do moving forward. Like, damn, she's really got a lot to say. Like, how are you doing up there, manager? <laughs> personify it. And it's initially, it's going to feel like, wait, but that's just my mind going. So as you start naming it as your manager, as a part of yourself, what's happening is you're automatically shifting the view from being merged or fixated inside of the manager, looking out at the world to now viewing the manager, which means you have now more spaciousness for whatever is occurring in these parts of self. In this case, it's a manager or a task mind or a doer to feel, to get the signals and the sense that they're actually safe, that they're held, that they have room, that there's actually something to surrender to. Because before it'll just keep running and running and running if it doesn't know that there's something greater that's holding it. So in the moment you notice and you say, oh, my manager is here, you are now stepping into the, the seat that can actually care for this part of yourself and it will feel that. And the more it feels that, the more it surrenders and relaxes on its own. There's not a making something happen. There's not a trying to get our minds to do something. That's just adding more resistance. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we develop a relationship with the parts of ourselves. And then we get curious about what they need and just watch as they surrender in their own pacing and their own timing. And the more nuance we start to get, what I've found is different parts of us will need different kinds of medicine. Mm -hmm. So we might have um, like a more vulnerable sense, a more vulnerable part that kind of lives underneath our manager or our doer task mind that has a tenderness that there's a there's a hurt or there's a pain somewhere that it's hasn't fully digested or processed that's connected to experiences of our past that may not feel fully safe to liberate until they sense a specific kind of of care or holding so there might be some vulnerable parts within us that really require to feel the safety of the ground underneath us, that there's something, there's a stable presence that's not going to come and go. There's a presence that is only uh, unconditional accepting because if it starts to sense that sometimes uh, there's a presence there that's going to be condemning it and wanting to go away or wanting it to change, which a lot of us have been conditioned into just in the culture we live in. There's not a whole lot of permissioning to be in our vulnerable emotions, especially for men. Mm -hmm. And so it's a reconditioning to actually be the awareness or the witness to these vulnerable parts of ourselves um, and let them know it's okay. It's okay to have an emotion. It's okay to have a tender experience. And when we permission it more and more, it starts to test the waters out. And you might start to process something. And by process, I mean, experience the emotion that was trapped there in the body. Mm -hmm. And it can resolve then. But the resolution, the liberation of that stuck energy or those stuck emotions in the body has so much to do with the view. Like, how are we viewing it? Or how is another holding space for it? 
So for me, um, I needed a lot of the self to other practice before the self to self practice, meaning it was really important for me to um, sit in containers where I could be held by practitioners who had had already developed a level of acceptance and unconditional love for their own parts who can show up in a way that um, mirrored back to me what that feels like so I could access that uh, that frequency. And then I could give that to myself more and more and more. So then you put those together and you have the self to self and the self to other, and you're just fast tracking yourself now. And so now I'll, I'll rarely hit resistance around a charged experience. So I'll still obviously have challenges in my life, but rather than a challenge becoming suffering, mm. um, because to me, it's like challenge or even emotion or emotional pain can become suffering when we're resisting it. And then mm -hmm. it cycles and it cycles and it cycles. Sometimes we are aware of it and we're cycling in sadness or grief or anger or discontent. Other times we're not aware of it. And we might be in the um, the manager just doing, 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 doing more, trying to fix doing, doing, doing more, not recognizing that there actually is a rumination happening underneath that feels like suffering because it's not it's not being fully um liberated all the way through so now if there's an emotion or a hard emotion or a challenge or something rather than that being suffering it can just be um it can just be like a painful emotion that at its core is really just energy so and this may sound like a strange thing to say too but when we come into an intimate relationship to what we're feeling, even the, the hard, the hard feelings, the hard emotions, when we're intimately with it, without resistance, with full acceptance and a being with, with no agenda, no trying to make it change. Um, it can, it can be felt all the way through so that it, it, it resolves mm -hmm. and you don't have to continue looping and suffering. So suffering and being with a painful experience are two very different things to me. Like I even had an experience with Andrew um, quite recently at a training that we were at where uh, myself and several others were supporting him. Uh, and he has also done quite a lot of work, uh, as you know. And so he's also cultivated quite an ability to be with whatever the pain is that is arising in the present moment. Mm -hmm. And so he can go straight in. And so he's feeling all of this tension in his body and this deep heartbreak. But while he was being supported by several of us, while we were tuning into it with him and feeling it with him, um, it was actually showing up as pleasure in our bodies. So we were alchemizing the painful experience into pleasure because there's a recognition that when we're intimately with it, it's just energy. Mm -hmm. It's just energy. And when we're not fighting it, it can resolve quite quickly. So he's in heartbreak, mm -hmm. feeling the trauma of his past, and we're riding the wave in a way that's not like, um, not in like a, like not cooperating mm -hmm. story that's connected to the heartbreak, but rather just accepting it, being with it, feeling it as energy, and it will roll through all of us in a way that's pleasurable and blissful. Mm. And, uh, and then it just, it goes back to this whole field of awareness as just energy awareness. 
And then he can connect back to those places as well. And so we can support each other in these really beautiful ways. And that was such a profound moment for me because I didn't realize the depth of how that's actually possible, like what we can actually do when we're connected to one another in these shared spaces and shared containers um, where there's a trust with being intimate with the moment, intimate with the arising, whatever that is. Um, yeah, there was oh. a whole moment. Mm -hmm. I, I love everything you just shared. And, you know, I would love to talk just a little bit more about self to other. So if, if someone listening doesn't know what that means, Felicia means like me, if I'm healing something within myself, I could do self to self practices like meditating and journaling and reflecting with myself, or I can have another holding space for me. And at the beginning of this podcast, I talked about how I had this moment earlier this year where I was I was crying every day for like a week. And in my brain, all the things that were going on was like, first, I was thinking, why is this happening? Like, there's no clear reason why. Besides, at the time, I was feeling a bit stuck um, where to travel to next, where to live, feeling stuck in things in my business. But then this other part of my mind was like, okay, well, you know, you've worked with Andrew and he taught you how to be kind to your parts and be kind to yourself. So I had that part of me coming in. And then I had this other part of me that was like, well, I know I need to feel in order to heal. So I'm just going to let myself cry. And like, you know, this whole thing happened. Eventually I was guided to reach out to you. And I thought, well, I need to feel the heal. So I'll probably cry for a lot of this session. And it was so crazy because the moment we got into session, it was like the tears stopped and I didn't cry the whole session. And you guided me to this beautiful space where I felt this interconnection and I felt this deep peace and I felt that energy liberate. And then in my life, the next day, I received clear guidance on, or some, maybe a few days later, I'm not sure, like go on this trip to Mexico. And I ended up meeting some of my best friends who I moved to Denver with. And then <laughs> this other experience I had with Felicia, um, I remember I was very, very activated and triggered by a person that I care about deeply. And it was to the point where like, if you've ever been so annoyed at someone and you have no idea why, but you don't want to be around them, you don't want to talk to them. And I was confused because I was like, I usually don't get triggered by people, especially really good friends. I was thinking maybe I needed to, to leave the area um, for a long time. And I get in a session with Felicia and again, she helps me be with the part. She helps me expands, you know, the, the entire energy resolved without me even needing to have a conversation with this other person. Mm -hmm. And I think so often it's like, well, I'm triggered. I need to talk to them, but really it's this internal thing that we can shift without shifting our external world. Our external world will shift after we shift our internal world. But, um, for me, I was thinking, well, I can do this on my own. I, I very much have that, even though I'm a coach and I encourage people to get coaching. I have this like part of myself that's like, I don't need anyone, but the universe keeps guiding me back to actually you do. We need each other and we can help each other heal a lot quicker. So uh, do you have anything else to share on that? Yeah. 
<clears throat> Thank you for sharing. I'm losing my voice. My throat got a little weird last night. I was hoping I can make it all the way through with all. <laughs> I apologize if it's hard to hear me, but I'm going to keep going because I love this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for yeah, going. <laughs> so I, I feel really grateful that you shared your personal experience because there's just so many gold nuggets in that. Uh, the first thing that really lit up for me that I'm so happy you've shared is that in that first session that we did together, um, there was, so for me, when I show up in session, I, I really cultivated a trust with just following and being guided myself for what to point out to and a really deep trust in the intelligence of the other person who's sitting across from me and the intelligence that we are connected to. Um, this as a whole, that it's going to offer exactly what's needed. And so I can't come in with the like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to work on this. Like we're going to like get down and like, we've got to contact your emotions and we've got to get in there. Instead, we'll see the field with intention and then we'll sort of move out of our own way and see what arises. And in that particular case, what was happening is there was a natural pendulum swing away from the, the depth of like the turmoil of the emotions and into the medicine, into the sense of well-being, into the sense of connection, into this feeling of restfulness, of safety, of connection. And so in those moments, your body and your being and the whole field of awareness was guiding us into in order for those places, those parts to liberate, we've got to contact this sense of peace first. And it doesn't always happen exactly that way. But at some point along the journey, you've got to have both components, being intimate with whatever the experience of the part is and the feeling of expansion, of safety, of connection, of groundedness, of loving, care and compassion, of soothing, of directionality. There's all these different qualities of you can even call them like awakened wisdom qualities that the field can dial us to, point us to, and it amplifies when we're sitting in a container with another being who's already spent a lot of time resting in those quality, those wisdom qualities, a lot of time embodying those wisdom qualities because we become mirrors for each other. So in that moment, as we were mirrors for each other, there is a reflection back, like a almost like a, like a reminding of like, hey, this lives in you too. This lives in you too. Check this out. Mm -hmm. And then you have this beautiful experience so that you're gaining. It's like you're creating a, like a deepening well of resource that now is encoded through your whole being that you can draw on when you might be sitting alone in a room and you feel your parts arise. So we come back and we revisit and we revisit and we revisit these awakened qualities that we all have within us. We all have access to them but we just forgot or felt separate from them when we got hijacked by a part of ourselves. So in this, in the, on this journey, like on this path, there's a, a toggling, there's a, a pendulum swing back and forth between the processing of the, the backlogged emotions and the stabilizing of these awakened states of consciousness and then they come together more and more. They start to coexist. So rather than feeling like we're just in the depths of a hard emotion and there's no connection to resource or anything, or we're just having a blissed out peak experience, but there's no relationship to the parts, um, 
then it's like that starts to bridge more and more. It starts to bridge, it starts to bridge, it starts to bridge. And then you've got everything you need within yourself. And because you pointed to the part that's like, I can do this myself. I'm fine on my own. I'm going to get what I need on my own. Well, it's like, there is a truth in that. But what I found can often happen is that truth of um, you have everything you need within you can be woven or bound with a younger part of self that is actually protecting you from feeling um, a backlog, more vulnerable, tender emotion um, by avoiding contact or relationship with other. So there's a part that comes in is like, I'm going to protect myself by doing it all by myself. (laughs) When in reality, it's actually, there's an unmet need there. And in order to come into the full expression and experience of divine connection through self, that part may actually need contact Mm -hmm. with another being to repair the attachment system, to repair Um, these primal fundamental needs that exist within all human beings that say, I can reach out for support. It's going to be there. I'm going to be met. Mm -hmm. And then I can feel soothed and resolved. And so many of us have that unmet need living inside of us somewhere from Mm -hmm. childhood because we grow up in households, especially in the West where there's a lot of anxiety, stress, there's a lot of mental activity, not a lot of connection to our hearts, our bodies, to nature, to this natural rhythm and pacing and movement of life. And so our bodies as little beings get signals that it's not okay to reach out for our needs. And we don't often trust that somebody will be there or someone has the capacity to show up with loving acceptance especially if let's say we are a little kid and we're experiencing anger or something, right? How many little kids will get in trouble or isolated or put in timeout or scolded rather than um, acknowledging the emotion of like, wow, you really feel angry right now. Let's um, I'm here with you. I still love you. It's okay. And it's like, you soothe the system, you settle the system, you bring acceptance And then you also offer a redirect or a a boundary or a, you know, something that they can move within, but often we don't get that, right? So we have these signals and these codes that live in our body often that are cueing us not to reach out for support. They're saying it's going to be a reenactment. It's going to be that same disappointment again. Why would I want to do that to myself? So that's where we bring in safe containers, So this is where working with another is extraordinarily valuable because you're getting someone there who can be fully present. And you set the intention too to be guided to people who have the capacity to be in full acceptance of your experience so that you can start accessing some of these tougher places that live inside the body and then be met with support, which is confusing for a while to these young parts of us when they're expecting to be met with not that. So it can be scary. It can be, it can be a lot. And yet over time, that pathway builds, it repairs. And so when we begin to trust other, we begin to trust ourselves too. We begin to trust the relationship with our relationship with the divine as well. We start to trust our relationship to things like money, right? Because it's all a relationship. So, and then we can build out structural, practical actions 
as well that support these different facets of life. But this way, the energy that's fueling our relationship to it can be um, from a place of satiation and completeness and fullness uh, in the here and now so that our actions and our experiences, our relationships become an enhancement of that too. Our lived experience becomes an amplification of this state that you're accessing in the here and now. So I think it's really incredible that you you listen to that impulse that said like, oh yeah, there's a piece here because what happens is our, it's that's a tough thing to do. Like, I really want to honor that. I feel like that is a big leap to take from those young parts of self. And our minds, our conscious minds are really, really smart. They're so intelligent. So it's really easy to find a valid reason not to, right? It's really easy to be like, well, I know that everything comes from within, So I'm going to do it from within. And so what happens is our parts will actually reach for valid reasons not to. (laughs) Yes, I commend you for taking that leap. And just for anyone who might be listening too, I really want to encourage you um, to take the leap as well, because there, there is support available and um, yeah, it's an important puzzle piece to the self to other. And then we can keep bringing all the puzzle pieces together. Gosh, Uh, we could talk all day, but I want to be respectful of your time and we're coming up on an hour. Oh, that happens so fast. I know it's wild. I'm like, is it really that time right now? (laughs) Um, I have two quick questions for you to, to wrap this up. The first is how can people work with you? How can they connect with you if they are like Felicia, everything you're saying feels so nourishing to me. How can they find you? Um, Yes, the easiest way would probably be through either my website or my Instagram. I'm not really active on Facebook anymore. Um, If you want to check it out too on my website, I have a more practical structure of how to start accessing these parts of self and our emotional bodies to come into a greater sense of alignment and wholeness. So there's, if you like um, maps, it's a really good way to get started. Uh, yeah, so you can check it out on my website and that would be, those would be the best ways I would say. And then please reach out, um, send me an email or a message. I'd love to just hear what this sparked for you too. And um, maybe one day we'll get to dive a little bit deeper if you feel the call to come into a, a more intimate container. Perfect. And yeah, you guys, working with Felicia and Andrew, and I sense that a lot of the people that are trained in the way you guys are trained and heal in the way you guys heal, they've been the ones that have taught me this like unconditional kindness with myself and just so many of the things that I use every single day. So I'm so incredibly grateful and thankful for you and your embodiment of just pure love and acceptance. Like there's not a lot of that in the world. So to have that from you just means the world to me. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Alicia. That just makes my heart so happy to hear it like this, like this, this is why I show up. This is why um, I love this work so much because it's about this. It's the human connection. It's it's the love that we all have for each other and we get to keep stepping into every day. Thank you. Oh, I have one fun question for you before we, we hang up. 
Um, at the end of every interview, I like to allow my guests or invite my guests to share an intention. So it's 2023. We're six days in when we're recording this. Do you have any intentions for the new year? Ooh. Yeah. So the first thing that dropped in that's been really alive for me is uh, an even deeper recognition of true power. So I've been an exploration of power and power dynamics and what that looks like, not just as like an embodied, realized experience within myself, but what true power looks like really in action in the world, um, especially in these like just bigger systems that we're connected to that we live within. What does it look like to be in the human experience fully integrated all the way through from a place of embodied true power? Oh, so are you becoming a social media influencer? Is that what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm letting myself be guided, but I will say I do feel um, more of a uh, drive or push to be a little more visible than I have in the past. I've been very just energetically guided moment to moment and every all the ways that my business has even been created has been so organic and like literal word of mouth, not even social media word of mouth. So I'm so curious to see what can happen to even go beyond that from this place of like grounded energetics. Cool. Well, I can't wait to see what happens. I'll definitely be following along. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom with everyone. Thank you so much. And you're welcome. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the breathe and receive podcast. If you enjoyed it, it would mean the world to me if you shared it with a friend or tagged me on social media. I love you. And I hope you have a beautiful, magical day.